Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today is Wednesday, March 31st. So that was the new intro, guys. Um, I hope you liked it. I like it a lot. I might change it up over the next, you know, little while. We'll see. Um, But so I will start with the date as I record each day, and then we'll talk about any pertinent information um, that I may have throughout. I can already tell you this is going to help my dog. She seems to be freaking out a little bit less, which is awesome. So, um, yeah. Okay, so today was another, like, alarmingly busy day for the royals. Like, I'm thoroughly shocked. Here I was thinking that it was going to be a really quiet week, and it is just not. It is pretty busy. Um, I do kind of stand by tomorrow is going to be lighter. However, there are still things scheduled tomorrow. So we will have a Friday episode. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be mostly... Uh, monarchies I don't cover. I want to try and get through some today um, and then do a few more tomorrow. And on Sunday, we're going to primarily talk about um, the Vatican monarchy um, and what that's like. So that'll be the episode that you hear on Monday um, because there's not going to be a lot of events this weekend. Um, A lot of the Easter greetings have already been done. I expect that there might be some And I was going to go through, like, Easter traditions of the royal family. However, like, there aren't that many um, for the seven royal families. Like, there are three families who have, like, traditional annual events. um, But they're not super well documented. So, like, we're going to talk about any um, Easter greetings we get and stuff on the episode you hear on Monday. And, yeah, so I think we're going to just continue as normal. Um throughout this week and into next, um, although I expect next week to be kind of quiet too, as it looks like some other royal families are going on, like, a week-long break next week. So anyway, we are going to jump right in with the Belgian royal family for today. again two events for the Belgian royal family. I do think however that they are done for the week. Watch me say that but like I said that two days ago and then there were pop-up events today. It's just been a weird week Um, because you're also battling I'm also battling the fact that events are always unscheduled if they're in person for the most part. Um, Sometimes they're put up the night before like there's an event tomorrow in the Netherlands that was put up this evening. So it's just weird. It's hard right now. And so I keep thinking things are done and then there's more pop-up events. So anyway, um, in Belgium today, 
that's yesterday's script that I was trying to read you guys just now. Sorry, let's try again. Um, okay, so King Philippe held an audience with the foreign minister of Belgium. So the foreign minister is Sophie Wilms, who used to be like the caretaking prime minister while Belgium was forming a government that took like two years to form. Um, what a process. So, um, unsure of what they discussed. They never say, but they met today. Um, and then also today, Queen Mathilde visited a solidarity project at the University of Namur. Um, and this project is distributing food. Um, so it's like a solidarity grocery store, which seems like a better way of phrasing a food bank. I much appreciate this term. Um, and it's for the students that are living in vulnerable situations, both financially, but also mentally, um, because COVID is super destructive on people. Um, it's weird. I think, so I'll talk about this a little bit. I, because I, I'm having an off day too. Um, I am both guided very much by like the sun um, so if, if there's sun shining and it's warmer, um, my mental health is way better, um, than on darker and gloomy days. And today was a really dark and gloomy day. And because I spend all of my time outside, like I'm very much affected. I very much notice the, um, weather. Technically I'm in my car, but my car is outside. So I very much like, if it's sunny, I'm feeling really good. Um, or if I'm, you know, if it's not and it's gr gray or gloomy like it was today and today was kind of cold, um, it's just harder to have a good mental health day for me. And, um, especially in these times because, like, one of the things that I like to do in more, uh, not great mental health is, like, I want to go do things, even if it's just going shopping. I actually hate shopping, but, like, even if it's just running to Target. I like Target. Um, then, like, I'll do that. But I don't, I don't go places I don't need to go because there's a pandemic. Um, and so, like, I get more caught in a spiral of, like, I want to go do something, but I can't because there's a pandemic and it's dark and gloomy outside and it's just, like, bad. And so, and I'm, I'm in my late 20s, like, I'm nearing 30 at this point. Um, so to be a college student, I can't even imagine going through that. Um, and then potentially, you know, not really being able to work. Um, because one, there aren't enough jobs. But two, like, some schools are having extremely strict proceed like processes about COVID and like working and going to classes in person and things like that. It's just, I can't even imagine. It gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Um, so I really like this event. I really like the point of it. Um, I like that they're not calling it like a food pantry or a food bank. 
Um, they're calling it a solitary, a solidarity, not a solitary, a solidarity grocery store. I just think is lovely. Um, so that is what is going on in Belgium. It was really like, there wasn't a lot of details from the events today, which is fine. Um, and they were unscheduled. So I don't know. It's also really interesting. Um, I, so at the end of every month I do engagement counts. Um, so I know like what day, like the amount of events that each royal family had. And Belgium this month had so many, like I have today's counts included and you can check all of these numbers out for all the royal families tomorrow on the dailyroyal.com. I'll have them all up. Um, but like King Philippe had almost 30 events and Queen Matilda had 17. They, they had the most events of like King Philippe had the most events of almost any of, yeah, of any head of state. He had the most, um, they as like a duo in terms of like comparing apples to apples had also the most, um, to what I consider like their counterparts because they, the smaller royal families. Um, so like King Philippe and Queen Matilde are a duo. King Will and Alexander and Queen Maxima are a duo. Like I don't really, I don't count their children, um, because they're children. Um, and then King Felipe and Queen Letizia are like the other, like I just compared those three as when I think of the same, um, and Philippe and Matilde this, this month had the most. Um, so that's always really interesting and please check out those numbers tomorrow. Um, the dailyroyal.com. Um, because one, it's like, I really like comparing numbers like that. Um, and of course I have the whole spreadsheet so I can see like all the details, but I try and give as much information on, um, the post as I can. So that is Belgium. And now we are going to move on to the UK. today um public facing there was one event however it's a really exciting singular event um today queen elizabeth held her first out of the palace engagement of 2021 it's almost april um and we have not seen her in person since 2020 and it was like September or something. It's been six months. Um, and look, I get it. Protect her. She's almost 95. I understand. However, I love when she makes public appearances and because like she just hasn't had that many, it's always really exciting. So today she attended the 100th anniversary celebrations for the Australian Air Force. So quick refresher. Queen Elizabeth is the Queen of Australia. Um, they utilize her as the head of state. Um, I think she is on their money. And so she, I don't know that she like holds 
um, the commander-in-chief title of the Australian Armed Forces, but she may. Um, but, like, it, her role as head of state is really important. Um, and so the Australian Air Force is celebrating its 100th anniversary. Um, and so there was a ceremony at the Commonwealth Cer- Cemetery in R- Runnymede. I am sure I'm not <laughs> saying that right. Um, so the service included um, a prayer for the soldiers who uh, gave their life to the cause, I guess, um, as well as a wreath-laying ceremony where a wreath was laid on behalf of Queen Elizabeth, um, and it was, I don't know, I think a lot of it is getting caught up, and of course it is, in the fact that it's Elizabeth's first, like, engagement outside of Windsor, um, in a really long time. And so, like, that, I mean, that has been lovely. Um, But the event itself, like, the royal family Twitter account was promoting the 100th anniversary. Like, they really wanted to draw attention to this. There were no other events happening. There were some behind-the-scenes things. But, like, for the most part, this day was solely supposed to be about um, the Australian Air Force. So, that was the public event. And then on the court circular, um, we'll go through that really quickly here, um, uh, with the queen at Windsor Castle, it was, uh, the events in relation to, um, the, the ceremony, they still have it wrong, um, the Sunday Times, the London Times got the or the Times of London, got the date wrong. Um, They put the court circular for April 1st of 2021, which is when it was released, but it's March 31st events. Um, Okay, so, yeah, the Queen this morning marked the centenary of the Royal Australian Air Force at the Commonwealth War Graves Commission Runnymede Air Force's Memorial. Um... She was accompanied by several high-level officials. There was a fly-past. And then also this evening, uh, Boris Johnson and uh, Her Majesty held a telephone audience, uh, which happens every Wednesday. And then we get to Kensington Palace, and the Duke of Cambridge had two... um, NHS phone calls. So he's been making these phone calls every week. Um, he, I think has the highest engagement count of like anyone. Yeah. But it's because the court circular lists each of each of his phone calls separately. So like there will be days where he has quote unquote six events, but there are six phone calls. Um, so that is what was going on in the UK. I do expect them to quiet down, um, There may be some things tomorrow for, I want to make sure I get the name of this right, for Monday, Thursday, um, which is the Thursday before Easter, 
Um, and that is typically a day that is pretty important in the British royal family in terms of Easter celebrations, but because of a pandemic, um, that's not really happening. So, but I don't know if there will be anything tomorrow released or not. Um, but there very well could be, but it's, I think this was the night of the, uh, Thursday is the night of the last supper. I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't practice a religion. I'm not religious. Um, I know religion. I understand religion. Um, but I don't know all the ins and outs of like why things are called what they are. So I like to look it up to make sure I'm not, um, getting it wrong. So there could be some things tomorrow, but we'll see. So that is what was going on in the UK. And now we are going to move on to the Danish royal family. were released of Queen Margrethe, Crown Prince Frederick, Crown Princess Mary, and Frederick and Mary's children. Um, I'm not going to name them all because that's a lot of names. <laughs> no. Um, Prince Christian, Princess Isabella, Prince Vincent, and Princess Josephine. Also, sometimes I forget their birth order, so that's why I'm like, wait, let me make sure. Um, now, I will always name them, even though sometimes it's a hassle. <laughs> um, they just have a lot of children. And I love them, but, like, there's a lot of them. Um, so they, it was very typical for them to all spend Easter together. Um, last year, of course, that did not happen um, because we were in the early parts of a pandemic. Um, and so Queen Margrethe painted her own Easter eggs, which was, I kind of remember this video, and it made me really sad um, especially seeing the photos released today, like, it just seems much more fulfilling to, if you were used to spending Easter with your family, like, and you're of a certain age, I would imagine, um, and have certain traditions, like, I would imagine that changing those are extremely difficult. Um, so this year it was just kind of lovely. They did very similar, um, painted eggs, which is the thing. Um, and they just sent a nice little Easter greeting, which I think literally said like, we wish you a happy Easter. But just the fact of like, seeing them all together. So I don't know Denmark's situation. Um, I know Queen Margrethe is vaccinated. And I know in the U.S., the CDC has said if you are vaccinated, you can spend time with healthy children and grandchildren. Um, so I'm assuming that this falls within Denmark's guidelines as well, because I can't imagine. I can't imagine the Danish royal family breaking regulation 
to spend time together. So, um, I don't know. It was just kind of lovely. And I know I've, I know we've seen Margretha with Frederick and I think she's been at an event with Frederick and Mary, maybe a couple of events. Um, but it was just really nice seeing her with her grandchildren. Um, you know, of course we don't know what happened privately, but like publicly they haven't been seen together since probably Margaretha's birthday in 2019. Yeah. It could very well be that. Um, at least to my knowledge. So it was just lovely and the pictures are fun and springy and it seems like spring is finally coming to Denmark, which, um, you know, is lovely for them. I'm so glad. Um, Denmark is always kind of cold and dark and so having some spring weather is of course very nice. Um, so that is what was going on in Denmark. I think we have things in the Netherlands too. We do. So let's go over to the Dutch royal family. today King Willem Alexander had two different events. Um, first he sent a video message to the Four Freedoms Award um, which is an award that promotes individuals or recognizes individuals who have contributed through their work or through their acts um, contributed to a freer society. Um, I didn't, that's pretty much what the press release for the event said, so that's what I know. Um, this is one thing I didn't do a ton of research on. I don't know if it's international or, um, just specific to the Netherlands. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it'll link to things and I just don't think it did this time around. So that's the information I have, um... I just didn't do a deep dive on it because there wasn't a lot going on there. Um, okay, so that was King Willem Alexander's first event. Then he also held a digital working visit to NL, which is like the acronym for the Netherlands. Um, so NL for each other, I think. I translated this one myself. It makes sense. For it to be this, like it makes a lot of sense for it to be this, but my Dutch is not very good. So I have noticed occasionally when, not so much when King Willem Alexander speaks, but like every now and then when Queen Maxima speaks Dutch, I can pick up on words here or there. Um, so, like, I'm pretty confident in this translation of NL for each other because I don't know what else it could be. Um, but it's an online community that 
it's like an only online volunteer platform. So it partners people with volunteer opportunities throughout the Netherlands using an online service. Um, so instead of having to seek out volunteer opportunities and not really knowing how to do that, um, you can do it through NL for each other and it'll partner you with organizations that, um, need your specific set of skills. So if you, I'm trying to think of like really off the wall kind of things. Um, if you're like an accounting student, um, it'll, it can partner you with organizations who need, um, some accounting tasks done. Or if you're a painter, here are organizations that need you to go and paint houses or something like that. Um, I don't really know. I mean, this is just kind of like assumptions, but I think it's a really cool idea um, to partner people that are looking to do specific things with specific organizations that need help with those specific things. Um, I just think that's a really cool way of doing that. So those were Willem Alexander's events today. Um, Queen Maxima has something scheduled for tomorrow. To my knowledge, this is the only event tomorrow. It may not be, but to my knowledge, it's the only one that's happening tomorrow. So with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to Spain now. Spain today there was one event um, and they haven't added anything to the calendar now so I think today was it um, they have added to the calendar for next week a few days early so this makes me think that like Casa Real is going on vacation this week like tomorrow and Friday and possibly Monday because they don't return until Wednesday I think Okay, now I don't remember. Um, so, today, King Felipe presided over the, essentially the swearing-in of three of the new government ministers. Except really it's just a most, mostly a shuffle and there was one new minister. So, there's this thing happening in Spain that is basically like... A political chaos show. So a lot of the autonomous communities in Spain are either holding elections or their governments are breaking apart um, because of of um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Basically conflict between the more um uh, right-winged parties. I just called them Republican. Sorry, they are not Republican, um, but right-winged parties. Um, it's, it's bad. Um, and so 
Madrid is one of these communities that is going to be holding elections in a month um, to basically reestablish the control that a specific, the People's Party, um, or the, no, it's not the People's Party, it's the Partido Popular, which is the popular party, um, has in Madrid. Um, however, one of the government ministers has decided to run for president of Madrid. Um, and so that has created a little bit of a change up in the federal government as well. So the former now second vice president is running for president of the community of Madrid. Um, and so he had to be replaced. He was replaced by the third vice president who moved up to be second vice president today. And then she was replaced by the minister of social rights in agenda 2030 who and so she, that woman um is now the third vice president and then we brought in a new minister for social rights and agenda 2030 and here's something that is really cool spain now has more women in their like minister roles than men. It's awesome. So before they were equal, um, and then when the second vice president left to go run for president of Madrid, um, he was a man and was replaced by a woman. So it is now majority women, which is really cool. And I think Spain is like the sixth country in the world to do that. And the fourth in the EU or something crazy. Like, it's awesome. It's so cool. So it's a very big deal. Um, it was just really cool to see, like, when King Felipe went over to take, like, the group picture, he was accompanied by the prime minister, but, like, it was just all women and it was awesome. Um, and there are some, like, much weirder politics around this than what I'm giving it, but this is not a political podcast. I'm not a Spanish political aficionado. Um, that's not like my area. I love Spanish politics. They're really interesting to me. Um, so I do know a lot about them, but like, that's not typically my area. So that's what was going on in Spain today. Like I said, I think they have gone, um, on vacation officially at least I hope, because, my gosh, they need it. Um, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, uh, King Felipe has an event on Friday. No, King Felipe has an event on Saturday. Uh, okay. That's even more shocking to me. Okay, um... Yeah, so he has an event on Saturday, which means we'll have a couple of things to talk about on the episode on Sunday. So anyway, um, that is what was going on in yeah. Spain. And we will talk more about them over the weekend because, of course we will, because they're just working. Um, okay, so with that, we are going to quickly move on to the Swedish royal family now. <laughs>
wasn't a lot going on in Sweden today. However, um, Prince Daniel took part in a digital meeting with the Prince Daniel Fellowship. So that was really the only thing going on in Sweden. Um, however, yet again, while this one wasn't as rambly, I knew it was a potential that there would be um, a lot of events, like a lot of talking through the events that happened today. So we are not going to cover any of the monarchies um, that I don't talk about today. We'll cover a lot of them tomorrow because I'm really, tomorrow I'm really thinking there won't be a lot of events. Um, however, if there are and we can't cover, there are um, 12 left. So if we can't cover six of them tomorrow, then I'll split it up um, and we'll do five and five. Um, and I'll have a Saturday episode. Like, we'll do something that works, and then Sunday will be purely dedicated to talking about the Vatican um, and the events that happen over the weekend. So that's where we're at there. That's where we're headed. Um, so yeah, I will talk to you all in what will for sure be a Friday episode. Please enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Check out all the places, thedailyroyal.com. Remember, engagement counts come up tomorrow. Um, I'm hoping to have them done tonight, so they'll post um, my time probably around noon, uh, lunchtime tomorrow for me. If you're in Europe, that's like 6 p.m. Um, or, yeah, and if you're in Asia, it's like the following morning. Um, my dog says goodbye. Please have a great week or no great Thursday. I don't know what day it is. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.